<clears throat> Three, two, one. And we are live! Welcome back to 10th Street Hooligans Presents Supreme Verdict. I'm one of your hosts, John Dunning, coming to you live with my co-host, Miss uh, Pixie Kitten. Welcome. Hi, everybody! Let's celebrate being very close to on time tonight. <laughs> very good for us, right? Like uh, three minutes out. I, I, I hope everyone appreciates how, how much Fantastic. better we're not getting. Uh, but yeah, PK, it's just you and I. Uh, but it's not just you and I. We have a no. whole massive amount of, of uh, Titan level competitors in the Magic community for this fourth installment of Supreme <laughs> Verdict. The one big difference, PK, is that... The undefeated Jason Alt is not going to be on this show. We He has taken down, I think, what, six other competitors? Whatever simple math is, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So it is time to find, we're kind of farming someone to, to take down, unfortunately, I have to say the master, right? Yeah, I mean, I tried, and I failed really, really hard. You tried, you failed really, really hard. I failed worse. <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I, I don't know. And honestly... I kind of miss him. Like, <laughs> is it going to be the same? I don't know. Wow. Yeah. To hear yeah. that, Jason. All right. Well, let's, uh, speaking of competitors, let's kind of jump into it. But before we, we kind of introduce everyone, uh, I would, this show doesn't happen without cardsphere.com. That's right. Cardsphere.com is simply the best place to buy, sell, and trade your paper Magic the Gathering cards online. So go check them out. Uh, so yeah, let, let's jump right into the competitors, starting with Jim LePage. Jim LePage from, he's the Spike Feeders frontman, CEDH connoisseur, lover of giant dogs named Nigel. So, PK, we have a uh, CEDH player on this. How do you think Jim's going to fare? Um, I think he's going to do well. I, um, I took your poll today about who I thought was going to win and I voted for Jim. I, wow. I just, I think he's going to, I think he's going to do well. He's got a, he's got a good chance. All right, yeah, uh, and and like you said, you alluded to the Twitter poll. I think sixty percent mm -hmm. uh, is called Jim the favorite. So we'll see. Uh, going mm -hmm. to our next competitor, that is Mr. Alex Kessler, co-host of the Masters of Modern podcast, CEO of Kesco, Star Wars aficionado, but he's also damn good about talking about magic, which I I have done with him uh, quite a bit before. So uh, what what do you think about Alex Kessler's chances in this? I mean, a, another really good contender. I think the, there's a lot of magic knowledge here in all of our contestants, so it's going to be a good one. Absolutely. And last but not least, who I personally uh, considered the favorite going in, and I'll explain later, but that is Corbin Hostler, co-host of Brainstorm Brewery, content manager for Channel Fireball, lover of mirror people. So he, <laughs> like a friend of the show, uh, uh, Cody, he he loves those, those fishes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I I can't say I agree with that. Oh, but yeah, well. but I mean, three strong contenders tonight. It's 
It's going to be on. That's for sure. Absolutely. It could be anybody's game. Yeah, and, and and the the one reason because I think all three have a very good chance of not only winning this show but going on to uh, you know take on Jason Alton and possibly taking him down uh, if we could you know pay them a non amount to come back on this show after this who knows uh, read the fine print ladies and gentlemen uh, mm-hmm. you know to to go take out Jason because Corbin Hostler also like me you know, deals with Jason Alt on a, on a regular basis. So you, maybe he has some inside knowledge, you know, the inside track to, to take him down. So that's why I was calling him the favorite, but mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know, talking about favorites, let's jump right into it. Uh, introducing first, uh, we have representing the spike feeders, Jim LePage. Thank you so much for coming on, sir. Hey everybody. Thanks for having me, John. Absolutely. You, you are usually a, uh, a, uh, Voyeur, <laughs> watcher of the show. Voyeur, kind of yeah, awkward, I, I prefer. Uh, you voyeur, know, word yeah. can I use there? But yeah, now you are competing. <laughs> so uh, thanks for coming on, man. I'm hoping that my uh, experience watching the show is going to come in handy. Ah, yeah, maybe you have inside track there. And next, uh, we have representing the Masters of Modern Podcast and Kesco, Alex Kessler, <laughs> sir. Welcome back to the channel. First off, and uh, are you? How excited are you for this? Uh, I'm I'm excited to lose gracefully. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I will say that I believe that Jason Alt though is just terrified of all three of us, and that's why he wasn't able to show on the show today. Oh. He really here at Corbin, me, Jim were coming on, and just there he was like, ah, I'm shaking my boots. I want to protect my record. Wow. And only play against the easier opponents, so I'm not going to come on today. Shots um, fired at not just the opponents, but yeah. a, a potential future opponent. I like this. Uh, and then, again, <laughs> introducing, uh, representing Channel Fireball and Brainstorm Brewery, Corbin Hostler. Sir, welcome back to the channel also. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, look, the, the trick to dealing with Jason is that you have to let him say whatever he's going to say because he's just going to scream over you and mm-hmm. talk loudly. You just have to be the adult in the room and make him look like the child he is. That's the trick <laughs> to beating Jason. So not that I've given any thought to how to best to deal with a small child, uh, but I do have a three-year-old, so it's really not all that different. Oh man, and and this is and I f- will note uh, this helps as well. Drinking beer out of a beautiful brainstorm brewery glass. That was a perfect Ooh. plug, Corbin. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, and this is our. We're talking about one of our friends. Can you imagine? You know, talking about people we don't <laughs> like. Uh, but yes, let's uh, go to the rules real quick. I'll explain how this goes. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa hold up, hold oh, up. Oh yeah, John. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Let's Excuse go. me. Are oh. we not going to introduce our special guests? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I'm all verklempt. I'm drinking coffee tonight because I went or I already went wine tasting earlier. So yeah, (laughs) Morgan already like set you up. He was pointing to his brainstorm groovy glass, and you're like, yeah, let's just launch into the rules. No big deal. What's in there, Corbin? What what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a Stone Cloud Brewery Neon Sunshine Belgian Wit. It's a local brewery here in Oklahoma City uh, because I live in America, and every city has 17 local breweries these days, and it's delicious. (laughs) Perfect. That, that is a nice summer beer, it sounds like. Alex, uh, do you have anything in your special cup? I do not. Uh, I just chugged a Trenta iced coffee Perfect. and then a, a iced <laughs> black tea. And, uh, yeah, I have a pineapple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just flew Especially. back in from, like, around the world, too, right? So yeah, I was in Africa, yeah, two days ago. <laughs> yeah. I got married. I saw giraffes and zebras. A group of giraffes is called a tower, and a group of zebras is called a dazzle, and that's very upsetting. <gasps> I didn't know wow. that. I like the dazzle. 
of, of zebra is one of the best facts I've ever learned in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And then Jim, what do you have in your glass? Uh, I am drinking a, uh, uh, this is called 1919. It's from a local brewery called little Brown jug. It is a Belgian pale ale that oh. was, uh, brewed to commemorate the general strike that was here in 1919. Excellent. And you're actually planes walking in from, from a, a different country. You're in the great white North, sir. I am. I don't know if you can see this here. I can. Oh yeah. It says it says card sphere actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the special Canadian edition. Uh, PK, you always have something a little bit darker yeah. than what the boys are drinking tonight. Yep, I've got my usual. That's quite a glass. I'm. Oh yeah, it's full up. Nice. Yeah, I, and I'm drinking out of uh, a Los Angeles Starbucks mug, but I'm drinking uh, some. Some wow. coffee tonight. Uh, myself, like Kessler, are on the caffeine getting us through this. All right. So, Jim, if you don't mind, I'll go over the rules. No, go right <laughs> With your ahead. permission, sir. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So, four rounds. Each round consists of opening arguments, rebuttal, and closing statement. A question will be asked to the contestants in rotating order. Each contestant will be given three minutes for their opening argument, then one minute for rebuttals. One minute for a closing statement. In rounds one, two, and four, the ground arbiter, which is the judge, which is, will be yours truly tonight, will decide who has won the round and will award one point to the round-winning contestant. Zero points will be given to non-round winners in the event of a tie. Majority vote decides. Uh, and then in round three, that's the difference. That is when the chat gets to decide the round winner, so I have nothing to do with round three. Uh, PK, you will be reading the questions tonight. Also, be kind of the chat liaison. So, uh, any questions uh, will all mm -hmm. go through PK tonight, and then also timekeeping as well. I got a lot to do. You have a lot to do. I'm just I got a lot to do. Coffee. It's okay. I, I can handle it. You know what? I'm fine. You got this. All right. I, I got this. So let's randomly generate a number to see who goes first. All right. I have a number in my head, one through ten. Jim. Give me a number. Four. Okay. Alex? Uh, three. And Corbin? Five. And Corbin picks first. So would you like to receive or punt the ball? <laughs> I would like to punt the ball. Punt the ball. Who would you like to punt the ball to? I'm going to punt the ball over to Alex. Oh, all right. Alex gets to go first. All right. This is... <laughs> now these questions are quite a doozy these are written from our um producer johnny slivers uh, mm -hmm. he, he promised to do a better job this week so uh everyone I, i'm very happy and excited about where these uh questions are going these are all 80s themes they're all magic the gathering related of course but mm -hmm. uh kind of uh you know stranger things season three just wrapped recently he felt very inspired by that so without further ado pk Let's hear okay. question number one. So, um, yeah, all of our questions are 80s themed and more specifically Stranger Things themed. So I uh, hope everyone has caught up with all three seasons, but there's not going to be any spoilers. So don't worry about that. Um, so our first question. Number one, we start off some inspiration by the cutting edge 80s fashion shown to us in Stranger Things. You have been given the task to revive a retro fashion trend of your choice from the 1980s for the upcoming Fashion Week this fall in New York City. What retro revival are you going with? What is your signature look? 
Which three Magic the Gathering legendary creatures or planeswalkers will be modeling your art on the catwalk, making you the hottest thing since Zoolander? So that's our first question. All right. That is a doozy. So in summation. He's a cool thing. <laughs> three legendary creatures. Outfit? Yes. Okay. That's pretty much it. Perfect. And, and then, uh, John, remind get... me again how much time they, they have. Uh, three minutes for the opening statements. Okay. So, yeah, you just tell him whenever time starts. And am I starting because I was given the football? Yes. Or... Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm ready. And, yep, go ahead. All right, so uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Gene Overalls. And, uh, I mean, that's like late 80s, early 90s, pseudo-Will Smith-esque style. Because um, I think Fanny Packs are already back, which would be, I think, the classic go-to. Um, I think they're very convenient. They have lots of pockets. They're good to put different things you need, like your beer or a tool or your phone. Um, they offer, you know, kind of full body coverage. You can You don't even need a shirt if you want to go that way. Um, and I think the people I want to see it in the most, uh, first would probably be, uh, Jace. Uh, I think just, he would be the funniest thing. Uh, plus it's blue jeans and he's blue. <laughs> um, uh, easy go to, I think you would probably want to see, I'm going to go with Gideon, uh, more cause I think you can pull off the shirtless look a little bit more, uh, pull on, Muscles sticking out there. Um, and then I guess since those are two planeswalkers and not really creatures, uh, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Guys of St. Trap. I think he's going to do a good job. He needs more pockets. He's got all. He's got a big sword he needs to hold on to. Where is he going to put everything else he needs um, afterlife wise? Plus, we get to maybe go back. Maybe he was alive in the 80s. That's, and we get to see what that looks like. <laughs> How much time do I have left? <laughs> you have a minute and a half left if you cool. would like to uh, Let's talk about fanny packs. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are, uh, you know, I have a phone, I have keys, I have headphones, I have a wallet. At one point in my life, I had cigarettes and lighters. Thank God I quit that. But uh, literally just checking my pockets. I lost my keys the other day because I had taken them out at the airport, put them in the bin, and they just disappeared. Ruined my life. Um, if I had a fanny pack, though, I can just take the fanny pack off, put it in the bin, don't have to worry about it. Plus, you get bright neon colors, you get rainbows, you can do style. Uh, we just went to, on the Africa trip, we actually got fanny packs. I had a nice floral flamingo-themed one um, that we all had matching. The pictures on the internet, you can go find those. Uh, even wore it during the wedding, because um, it's just, you, then you're, you know, your pockets aren't bulging. Really, women have a big uh, purse Monopoly, and I think that uh, as a guy, I would love to be able to take advantage of something similar, but I think it needs to be more secure, so I'm going to go with the fanny pack as uh, a key feature. Um, and all those answers I had before uh, apply to the fanny pack to them as well. <laughs> right. All right. So it's, nice. it's, it sounded like, you know, we're, we're kind of diverged. We had two different ones, but the fanny pack, you're not only suggested it, but you were living it, and I, and I kind of liked that. Uh, Committing that, to the fanny pack. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then, you know, you just kind of I think it was a nice strategic move that you were just adding another thing to maybe take it off uh, off the table for one of your competitors. So that would that might have been an an interesting play. Oh, I see Mm -hmm. how it is, Kessler. I know. Mm -hmm. uh, Early shots fired. Let's go to uh, Jim. 
Okay. Well, Hold on. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. So I just want to start out. I think we've all got to address the elephant in the room here. <laughs> the elephant's name is Geist of St. Traft, who is most certainly not a planeswalker. <laughs> but it's creatures. Yeah, it could be a legendary creature or a planeswalker. Oh, this is for and your rebuttal. I see. It's, it's either. We're opening okay. it up. Same okay. argument for your rebuttal. Okay. I gotcha. So here we go. Hear me out on this one. Okay. Leg warmers. <gasps> now, if you were a planeswalker and your spark had just ignited, you're probably thinking to yourself, I got to walk to a different plane, right? But damn, my legs are so cold right now. You know what's going to help you with that? Leg warmers. Why are your legs Neon, cold? <laughs> warm. <laughs> He's in Canada. It's all he knows. <laughs> it is all I know, right? I know cold. And I know that when you're cold, you cannot planeswalk. That's why these are especially important. Now, who would I want to wear them? Number one, Emrakul. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. It's super important. Have you seen how many tentacles Emrakul has? Each one of those tentacles will have its own leg warmer. That makes for the warmest legs you have ever seen in this damn multiverse. <laughs> I don't want to live in a multiverse where Emrakul is not wearing leg warmers. Number two, along the same lines, Ren and Six. That's four. So we've got, I don't know. How many, how many tentacles do you think Emrakul no, has? No extra points for overachieving, Jim. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're not going to wear one leg warmer, right? Do any planeswalkers have one leg? Do any le legendary creatures have one leg? I doubt it. Ren and Six only have two legs. Ren and Six only has two legs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're the waist and then they're fused from the bottom down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I changed my answer. Also, we've got <laughs> You've still got a minute left. <laughs> I've still got a minute left. Okay, so we've got number one, Emrakul. Yeah. Number two, uh, Ren, but... Not six, probably, I guess. Or maybe <laughs> six three quarters. Three. Right. <laughs> Number three, Terastodon. All right, this has got to be a legendary creature. We're oh, not wow. going Terastodon. We're going a legendary creature. We're going to go with Thrasios, Triton Hero. In every situation where you've got infinite mana in EDH, you need leg warmers. And I say this as a pilot that wears leg warmers on a regular basis while making infinite mana. You can't see this on our show because our legs are frequently under the table. But in every single episodes, I am wearing leg warmers. You can take that to the bank. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, maybe extra points if you could prove you're wearing some now. I can't, actually. Okay. It's, a, it's a shame. Uh, just, just missed your <laughs> shot. Uh, and another person that was, another competitor that was kind of practicing what they preach. Uh, you know, Alex wow. is wearing fanny packs. Uh, Jim's wearing mm -hmm. leg warmers. It is 1980 again. Uh yeah. All over again. All yeah. over again. Uh, and a lot of material having to be used uh, for, for a dinosaur and a giant tentacle monster. So very interesting yeah. who's, who's funding this um, <laughs> soggy leg warmers. Yes, uh, Eric <laughs> Williams has said from the chat. All right. So, uh, Corbin, you now have the advantage right. of hearing your other two competitors. So as soon as PK gives you the okay, you're up, sir. Okay, go ahead. All right. Here's the thing. If you think 80s, you clearly think... Big hair, right? I think fanny packs are great, but I think like the fashion trend of, uh, you know, the big hair, that's a thing, right? Uh, that's certainly a thing in Stranger Things, blah, 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 right? So here's the three characters, and it should be worth, it should be noting here, I, I might be the youngest one on the show, 
So 80s trends are a little more difficult for me. So let's keep that in mind. However, are you younger than me? I don't know. How old are you? 31. <laughs> I'm 31. When's your birthday? <laughs> Wait, when? birthday shame. February 3rd. February 3rd? 88. <laughs> you're, eight, you're 18 days older than me. Oh! Fair wow. enough. All right. Fair enough. PK Anyways. just got out of high school, so she's not competing. <laughs> All right. Here's what I've got. If you think big hair, I think the first character you have to think of, you have to include is Vraska. Because what could be cooler than fluffing up those snakes? Mm -hmm. All right, that's just step, that's that's number one. All right, number two, because we're going for legendary creatures here, is uh, definitely Olivia Voldaren. Think about the original art of Olivia. Already got really long, flowing red hair. So you'd have like a Molly Ringwald sort of thing going on with, uh, with, with Olivia set in the 1980s you know i'm sure you could have a vampire movie with big hair and vampires and olivia would fit in perfectly and finally gotta go with my girl kaya the ghost assassin because she could definitely pull off a giant fro Mm -hmm. it's been proven yep so i don't know a lot about 80s fashion but i do know that big hair is the thing and uh those are my top three right there all right all right, and nice. we'll we'll go to two minute rounds uh, from from here on out. Um, but yes, so all right, so that that's we have all the information in, we have the selections in. Let's go to the rebuttal. So we're going to go back around the horn, and I can't really say that phrase because we'll get sued. So we'll we'll just go back <laughs> around, I guess, uh, and go back to Alex. So now you're going to spend um, w- actually one minute on your rebuttal saying why. Jim and Corbin are wrong and why your your picks are the way to go. Whenever PK gives you the signal. Go ahead. So uh, to clarify picks, like why their fashion choices are wrong or their characters are wrong. Yes. All of the okay. above. So um, first off, as we mentioned, Ren and Six uh, don't have more than two legs. Uh, but also, I believe the stipulation was legendary creature and I kind of threw the room because I picked uh, planeswalkers that have had creatures, but Ren Six has never been a creature. Uh, we've never gotten that card. They are one hundred percent planeswalker all the time. Oh. Also, since the challenge is planeswalker or is creatures, their need to planeswalk is relatively irrelevant. So uh, if you're in the you know blind eternities and it's cold there, I don't know how much you really need leg warmers since you're not really able to do that most of the time. Uh, versus really the fanny pack or uh, the overalls, both well-pocketed storage clothing devices. If you're leaving your home plane, or if you're chilling on your plane that you're from because you can't planeswalk, you need storage. And, uh, and then Corbin, just I agree with your hair stuff. I just wish you picked shoulder pads. That was an option. <laughs> uh, you just didn't go there. That would have been good. That would have been a good one. Yeah. We all missed it. So you basically said it was a good pick, just not as good of a pick. All right. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> all right, Jim. Uh, 60 seconds for your rebuttal. Why are, are Corbin and Alex wrong? Why are, why do you have the best uh, hairband planeswalkers or uh, legendary characters? <laughs> let me Go tell you ahead. Yep. Let me, let me tell you something. First of all, I'm not even going to touch Corbin's argument. It's, it's not worth talking about. Oh. Second, <laughs> Alex, oh. I, I can't even believe it. Number one, you picked the most restrictive type of clothing that you possibly could. It covers every inch of your body. <laughs> Denim in the 80s did not stretch. And 
If that wasn't bad enough, you hedged by picking a second item. You started out by saying that your overalls are going to have tons of storage, and then you went to talk about how you needed extra storage, so you're going to use a fanny pack. Makes no <laughs> sense. No I want magic next to the storm places. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So that's 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 it. All right. Let's Look, go. Yeah. I'll jump in. Look, do I even need to say anything? Neither of them. The both of them just said my choice was perfect. That's what I heard. <laughs> I mean, that's I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. I mean, I will say that uh, it would appear based on my recent Googling that uh, I mean, my innate knowledge of, of cultural trends that fanny packs are a 2019 phenomenon and not noticing <laughs> at all. Plus the flip flopping was real. And look, mm-hmm. you can't, my, my girl Emrakul, she is perfect. She needs no warmers. Her tentacles generate, she generates her own heat. She's like your own planet, generates her own gravity. I think she's literally a moon now or something, right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> all right. So now uh, all the rebuttals are done. We have 60 more seconds just to tell why, you know, this is your closing argument. This is this is to talk us in to, you know, why why your choice is the best. Your, your kind of mic drop moment. So we'll, we'll start back out with Alex. So now I'm not addressing the... What has been said. I'm this just is now surmising all the now you have all the information, all the rebuttals. Why is your so, pick the so best? So one piece to just nick a chink into Corbin's uh, perceived armor. Uh, the, I think also the rule was clothing, and you just picked hairstyles. It was fashioned mm-hmm. trend. Was it fashion trend? Is that a confirmed? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Moving on. You can't rules lure me. You can't rules lure me out of this. I'm an L1 judge. 2019 fanny pack is really an attribution to how good of an item it is and how important it would be to apply it towards the planeswalkers and legendary creatures of the world. Uh, I think that, as well as with the um, overall side of things, you know, I wanted to focus on storage. I think the 80s were a time where storage was available, and I wanted to bring as many different options as possible. This is a fashion choice, and really. Fashion is about giving people an option and choices and giving them the ability to choose between either of those options was what my goal was. All right. Back to over to Jim, your closing argument. Listen real close when I say this. When you think 80s, do you think big hair? Maybe. You could also think big hair in lots of eras. When I say leg warmers, do you think anything other than the 80s? No. Because it is the most distinctive fashion trend of the 80s. Olivia Newton-John, Jane Fonda, the chick from Flashdance, whoever that was. Every <laughs> single one of them, including Emrakul, including Renin Six, and including Thrasios, Triton Hero. Every single one of them belong in the 80s. And every single one of them belong wearing leg warmers. Mm. I've never seen someone so passionate about talking about leg warmers. I just tickled to death about it. And you never will again. And you never will again. It's the type of hard-hitting stuff you get on this show. All right, Corbin, uh, bring it home. Look, here's what I know. I know that these two just keep making my arguments for me. Every time we come to them, they just say, yeah, well, Corbin answers, Corbin's answer was perfect. So, look, all I'll say is this, that snakes in somebody's hair, snakes are the hair, and it's huge. Like, just think about how cool that would be. Like, think about how large Vraska's snake head is now, and think about it in the 80s. That's 2019 Vraska. 30 years ago, it would have been like that times, I don't know, however many snakes are on her head. 
just would have been sweet. As a matter of fact, that sounds like it would belong in an '80s fantasy movie, anyways. Like I can just—that's probably just where it was based off of. They probably just based the character of Raska off of some throwaway creature in the Neverending Story or something. Oh. All right. Well, okay. So all the all the information is in. So it's now up to okay. So this is just a review of, of what I got. It. I mean, this is a lot tighter and a lot harder than I expected. Any of these uh, mm-hmm. shows have been so far. All these arguments are valid. Uh, we'll start with Alex. Alex, you had some like uh, the fanny pack is probably the the clear winner as far as just the item goes however the flip-flop and the non-commitment really <laughs> hurt the argument as a whole um so you know i'm sorry to say that uh yeah that that didn't work out jim the leg warmers you were so passionate about it the ren and six thing hurts you a little bit um and and then uh, we'll go to corbin real quick before i announce the winner is just I feel like, uh, like you said, the fanny packs were a a fad that kind of transcends generations. I think large hair and afros are, are just as much in today's as mom jeans. So I, I have to say, the clear winner of this round is Jim LePage from the Spike. It's Feeders. right here. It's right here. So he, ta- he takes uh, round one, but a uh, hard fought round, gentlemen. That was that was brutal. Talking about eighties, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of emotion for the subject matter, and I do appreciate that. Let's go to round. Two. Okay. Uh, so, so, Jim, oh, so I'm sorry, uh, Jim. You're yeah. you're gonna get to pick the order this time. So, would you like to keep the ball or punt it off to your competitors? I'm gonna punt it off to Corbin. All right, Corbin's I'm going ready. first. So we're flip flopping rounds, uh, and it's gonna be. I'm gonna try my damnedest to keep track of that. So PK. Okay. Here we go. Question number two. I hope you're ready for this one. Not at all. I mean, completely. Totally. (laughs) In Stranger Things, the protagonists turn to a D&D manual of monsters to make sense of the actual monster they have to face off with. A kind of mixing of continuities, if you will. In the world of Magic the Gathering, we also see some mixing of continuities with D&D concepts being turned into magic cards such as we saw with the Bag of Holding in Corset 2020. If you could turn a character, place, or thing from outside the world of magic into a magic card, what would it be? What would it do as a magic card? And why would your crossover be the coolest? All right, let's put uh, two minutes on the board to kind of speed speed these uh, opening statements up. Corbin, are you ready? I'm going to go with the first thing that came to my mind. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Because I've been married seven years and I love my wife and child, I would like to honor them in magic cards, a la Richard Garfield, the creator of Magic the Gathering. Um, So I'm thinking they would be partner commanders, wherein one uh, would cost... A lot, like it would have a converted mana cost of, I don't know, maybe like two or three. Uh, but it would have an ability that said, if you would spend mana on this card, instead spend that much mana times three. And that would be how I describe having a three-year-old. Oh. And then that card would say, uh, if it was a, if you know, if it was a creature of some sort, it would have an activated ability uh, that would, you know, be some amount of mana that said projectile vomit on your father 
<laughs> and if I think about how that would translate into a magic card, uh, it would probably be something like cut your opponent's deck. But instead of cutting your opponent's deck, it would just be it would be like the uh, the the unstable card. We have to throw dice, and it's a manual. It's a dexterity card, right? So it would definitely be like that. Oh, my rough and bumpy skin. And. Uh, so, whoops, sorry, I got thrown off by the extra audio there. Okay, so yeah, it would it would be some sort of manual dexterity card, except that uh, the goal would be to knock your opponent's deck off of the table with the dice you're rolling. I think that's probably the best way to bring, because I love my family so much, I would want to honor them in Magic: The Gathering the way Richard Garfield did, and I think that's probably the best way uh, to represent uh, having a three year old. So if I were to then honor my wife. And a Magic the Gathering card. Ten as a seconds. Partner, as a partner here, it would be uh, Silver Girl Adept because that's the perfect Magic card and my wife's the perfect human being. And uh, oh. that's what she told me to say. And I would never <laughs> say anything different. <laughs> that's time. Wow. So going for the heartstrings, Corbin Hostler also mm. playing to my old dad, uh, you know, Niss. Of, you know, know your audience, <clears throat> man. You have one. I have uh, I have four. So I, that hit you're, me on all You're a madman. Yeah, I've been I've been insane. thrown up on uh, plenty, uh, and not just in college because I never went to college. Uh, <laughs> but moving along, uh, Jim, would you like to go next, or are you going to give it to Kessler? Yeah, you know what? I'll go next. Oh wow! All right, okay. like a gentleman. One thing that I'm uh, kind of surprised doesn't really exist in Magic is the concept of somebody being drunk. Now, this is something that exists in other games, crossovers. If you look at uh, other you know, tabletop uh, games like GURPS, like D&D, you can delve into issues like substance abuse. And aside from uh, glistening oil, which might be the closest analog, something like uh, beer or like a nice bourbon might give you uh, something of an ability that I like to call half strike, which is the inverse of double strike. Now, what oh. this does is it is a downside on a creature that allows you to uh, pay a little bit less for a creature with more attack that does less damage when it connects with a player. Now, this would be useful because it synergizes with other effects that depend on a creature's power. It's an interesting way to get uh, beefy creatures out with uh, uh, low casting costs, a la the uh, Amonkhet gods, because they had some kind of a drawback. Uh, but it also really speaks to the flavor of alcohol where somebody might be a little more vocal, but a little less effective. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's uh, we, we got to put it like a, a special keyword on w when you're you're like, yep. And that's my story. I'm sticking to it or something. <laughs> Some crap. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So we're going on the opposite end. But again, pandering to the audiences, I guess I am the audience mm -hmm. uh, tugging on my alcoholic strings because that is <laughs> almost just as important as being a father to me. Um, they, honestly, they go hand in hand. They really do. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's uh, last but not least, let's go to Alex. Now he has gotten all the information from the other two. Let's uh, see what he comes up with. Uh, you know, I'm just really disappointed in my both of my opponents. You know, there's a theme for this show. We're talking about Stranger Things. It's 80s themed. We get kids. We get booze, which though was in the 80s is timeless. Uh, they, they had both of those in the 80s. I'm pretty sure. I was going to say, I was a kid in the 80s. <laughs> um, so I'm going with uh, 
Falcor, uh, who is the luck dragon from the NeverEnding Story. Uh, I think this uh, would be a blue, white, and green uh, dragon because uh, he's you know he's a good guy. He's this is more of a dragon. He's more puppy than he is really like fire breathing or anything along those lines. Though he does breathe blue fire, um, keeping that blue for bank colors. And then I think it would be more of a luck based thing. Obviously, what I'm flying would be you know four four, probably cost around five mana. But I want him to on attack triggers. Uh, reveal the top card of your library, and then if it's a land card, you draw it. If it's a uh, instant or sorcery or non-creature spell, you draw it. But if it's a creature, you put it into play, attacking alongside him because um, he lets people ride him. That's the main thing he does in the movie, uh, and so I think that would be what he would do here. Uh, you have a, um, and then you know there's the luck component, right? You draw the top, you reveal the top card, so it's not like planned. You have to get lucky to do it, but because he's a luck dragon, it works out. It's a great reference to the '80s. Uh, classic time period that we're specifically talking about, not to mention made reference in the last season of Stranger Things uh, with um, Dustin and his girlfriend singing the never-ending story song that I had. Oh, spoilers. At some point. Oh, <laughs> spoilers, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So that oof. Kessler sticking to the like, kick, kick it back mm. here. I'm ready. I'm ready. He's, he's he's sticking to the uh -oh. rules now. He's bringing it back, making sure that everyone knows what we're talking about, what the theme is. Uh, yeah, they're shaking it up. I like how this one's going. Uh, so we're gonna go back to Corbin for the. <laughs> sorry, the chat is just on fire with that. Uh, go back to Corbin with your rebuttals. Why are your opponents so wrong? Okay, look. Here's the thing, Jim. What you described. We're talking about something that's not been in Magic really before and look i've played boost cube all right those cards exist i've seen them i have helped design them they definitely exist as for falcor the the, the question is what we'd bring in i i think we've had dragons in magic before right we've had cards that play to luck that's not new nothing nothing you've said is new both of you are just taking things that have already existed in the game uh and trying to retrofit them <laughs> and retcon them to be what you want them to be and i mean look uh, Falcor is a nice answer if you're trying to, you know, pander to the audience of people who like the never ending, sto never ending story. Me. But, uh, I love it. What are you, what are you, every, what are you, every 30 year, every 35 year old who named their dog Falcor? Come on. I am 35. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. All right. Uh, all right, Jim. Or no, not Jim. Yeah, Jim, you're up. Yeah. 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 I, I want to say, like, um, I gotta, I gotta pause and really give props to Corbin because oh. uh, shitting on Falcor in an '80s themed debate <laughs> is a bold, bold strategy. It was a bold I'm not shitting I on personally, Falcor. I'm shitting on people who think they're clever. I, excuse me, for this is my time. Falcor. Oh, Everyone oh, I, uh, oh, Falcor. Go on. These go are on. bold claims. Bold claims. <laughs> uh, I think they're wrong, personally. Okay. I'm not the type of person that would shit on Falcor from the Netherending story, but. I do think it's an incorrect answer and an inappropriate one for this question. That's the important mm. distinction. But I do also want to address Corbin, uh, I want to make cards for my family, Hostler. This is oh. also a concept that has Personal. been in Magic the Gathering, and I want to say that you directly referred to it in your answer. So, you know... I, I'm done. That's all I need to say. Wow. Okay. Gloves gloves coming off from the Great White North. Uh, wow. All right, Alex. So uh, Everyone's shitting on Falcor. <laughs> Please, no one shit on well, Falcor. I that do, movie I was do, creepy. I do, and I and this could bite me a little bit. Um, I want, Corbin, can you name another character from the movie NeverEnding Story? Atreyu. 
Okay, good. You just looked at the chat. It was in the chat. Yeah. It was in the chat. Wait, was it really? Because yeah. that was definitely the only other character I knew. I did not look at chat, but it was the only oh. other one I've known. Um, so I guess you really the point is I think we all come up with concepts that are in magic already. That's a, a design method that you would want to apply here. I don't think going like, oh, I think that we should invent a flip card that's going to basically be a dexterity card that will be banned wasn't the way to go. So I think playing into the strengths of what exists already and doing something new with it is fine. Um, I do think that, you know, I have played Booze Cube. Booze Cube. I have made a game that is about drinking uh, in a similar card battling format. Um, magic is not a place for alcohol and drinking. I don't think that's, that's you know, this is the same way as you shouldn't swear in different podcasts or other things that Mad Wizards does the appeal towards the child side of the audience, bringing that in such a blatant Ten way seconds. the game seems like a mistake. Um, and yeah, I think Corbin, you know, tugging heartstrings is not the route I would have gone. And if you called my cheap, I think that would be uh, equally. Time. All right. Oof. Alex Kessler playing it safe, uh, or well, making sure that everyone's playing it safe. Uh, no, no booze <laughs> or anything allowed or cussing for Magic the Gathering. Uh, really defending that Falcor pick. So now we're going to go back to the closing arguments uh, and, and find out why their pick is the best. So start, starting back with Corbin. Yeah, look, here's the thing. It's not entirely, it's, we're not, this isn't about tugging heart trains. It's about being uh, creative and really just putting on your magic designer hat. And as you can see, I am wearing a hat, Alex, and you are not. So with that said, <laughs> shame. Uh, look, dexterity cards. I designed a dexterity card on the spot, <laughs> one that encourages trolling your opponents. Like, that's hard to top as far as a magic card goes. And it wasn't just name something from the 80s or name a cool concept. It was design a magic card. And I don't know, designing dexterity magic cards is a Almost as cool as designing Nuno cards, which is where Watsi is at these days. So it's hard. To, I feel like I'm in the ballpark of current 2019 R&D design. All right. All right. Uh, back to Jim. Your right. closing argument. I want to say, number one, Falcor, great. Not for this question. No one shit on Falcor <laughs> number two, ever again. <laughs> yeah, do not shit on Falcor. What even is this? Number two, there are several magic the gathering establishments that serve alcohol and i just want to say that on behalf of all of the podcasts out there that swear like this great podcast that we are on tonight oh really come on now come on (laughs) number three beer's great (laughs) jim's in it to win it this is almost a a virtual neck massage all right uh let's get (laughs) alex's wow (laughs) closing argument hashtag no shit non falcor That's all. That's all. All right. Despite the fact that I can no longer monetize this video for copyright, that was quite the uh, ending statement for... You are just determined to spoil Stranger Things for people. (laughs) 
That was not a spoiler. That is not a spoiler. I spent the entire season wondering if the girlfriend was real, and now I know that she sings. Come on. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, 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 well. What what a round. This is getting uh, uh, meaner and dirtier, uh, and I just love it. Uh, but okay. yeah, let's let so let's go to yeah tugging at the heartstrings. You know, real really, I really felt that answer. But uh, let's let, let's uh, keep going, Jim. Uh, you you went on the opposite route. You went heel. You went booze for everyone. I am totally on board with that. But I mean, Alex, you kept within the rules. You you had you just had that that song in the holster. You are clearly the winner of round two. So Alex Kessler takes it with Falcor, the Luck Dragon. Uh, so that's one point, one round for Jim, one point for Alex. Corbin is still not out of the race. We still have two rounds to go. And this next round, round three, is where you, the chat, get to pick who is the winner of this round. So. Uh, yeah, this is this is go going crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to round three. Okay, and chat is voting on this round, correct? That is correct. Oh, first off, Alex, are you keeping the ball or punting? Oh. Uh, by keeping, I get to go first. By punting, I have someone else go first. Correct. Uh, I'm going to make Jim go first. Jim's going to go okay. first. All right. Okay. okay. Listen up, everybody. You too, chat. Here we go. Round three. Stranger Things also brought us back to the days of 80s rock and roll music, thanks to the introduction of Billy. Billy. Being the Billy fan that you are, you have decided to reboot a classic rock and roll band from the 80s using one of the legendary creatures from recent Commander 19 precons as your lead singer. What band are you rebooting? Who is your lead singer? And why is your rock and roll concert tour the best show in town? Yikes. So, yeah, this is, this is going to be quite the question. We're, we're resurrecting an 80s band of some sort. Uh, with a front man. So get your, your uh, uh, Mythic Spoiler web pages up. Uh, yep. We are... Commander 19 Precons as your lead singer. Absolutely. So, Jim, Good you go. are up first with nine, uh, 120 seconds, I meant. Simple math, ladies and gentlemen. Simple math. There you go. I'm not you even drinking. Uh, yes, Jim, whenever you're ready, sir. Yep. Okay. So here's what we do. I mean, these guys are busy checking Mythic spoilers, so they're probably not even going to listen to what I have to say. Oh boy! But <laughs> coming in hot, we're going to go. With, we're going to go with Tangarth. Uh, number one because he's OG. Number mm. two because he is so fucking metal. <laughs> and uh, number three, he would make the perfect frontman to reboot Metallica. Now, <gasps> yes, hear me out on this one. Mm. Okay, Tangarth's got red. Tangarth's got green. What's the most important thing in red? Lightning bolt. What else can you fill this deck out with? You can fill it with ball lightning. You can fill it with whatever. You can have Tangarth ride the lightning. This is really all you need to hear. It's Metallica. It's Tangarth. It's lightning. Wow. I'm so glad I'm not judging this one. Chat, hashtag ride the lightning. All right. Uh, mm. Alex, who's going next? Gordon. Corbin's okay, up. yeah, I'm definitely ready. Okay. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you better be. Here we go. And you're on. Okay. I'm going to go with <laughs> Primacon. 
Sky Rampart. Okay. Oh. Uh, Is this the rebooting. murder wall? <laughs> wait, wait for it. Singing, rebooting the band Pink Floyd. Okay. Oh, yeah. And the song Another Brick in the Wall. <laughs> That's really all you need. Like, Pramicon on stage or in the stage or is the stage or whatever a legendary wall does. Multifaceted. Singing Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. That's really all you need to know. That's It's, it's pretty simple. I, I don't think, uh, I mean, I'd pay to see a wall singing about a wall. <laughs> I live in Oklahoma. <laughs> There's not a lot to do here. That sounds kind of neat. That's all I got. <laughs> all righty. Uh, moving on. Yikes. Oh, you ready? <laughs> um, I have a stretch, but we'll go for it. Uh, I'm going to pick Chainer, and uh, I'm going to have her, uh, or him, need to confirm that. But regardless, oh, uh, they, uh, Alice in Chains, uh, the 1987 founded band uh, led by Chainer. I think that that makes a lot of sense. The name fits, the style fits. Uh, both with, you know, just the heavy metal styles of what those both are. And uh, that's what I'm going to lean into. Okay, so we got Allison Chains, Pink Floyd, and Metallica. Uh, one of which is only still really... Well, no, I guess they're all still around, right? In some incarnation or, or one another. I don't know. Um, but let's go to rebuttals, starting with... Who did we go first last? Uh, Jim, Jim, you're, you're going yeah. first. Yeah. So why are they so wrong, sir? I mean, it's not that they're wrong. It's just that their answers are what you get when you plug in the commanders to Google with 1980. You know? You got chain, chainer. It's obvious. You got the wall, you got the wall. It's obvious. These lack the nuance that was a hallmark of 1980s metal bands. Specifically Metallica. Specifically with more Minotaur. Tangarth, ride the lightning. Hashtag, hashtag ride the lightning. Hashtag ride the lightning. Mm. Nice. All right. Uh, Corbin. <laughs> hashtag, he says. That's a, they didn't have hashtags in the 80s, buddy. Oh, they did. It was called 80s. a pound sign. Corbin, Corbin woke oh, yeah. up. Corbin woke up. All right. And if I think of 80s music, I'm certainly not coming up. Nuance is not the first word that comes to mind. If anything, that's the last word that comes to mind. It is anything but nuance, and you can ride the lightning right on out of here because that is ridiculous. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have anything about Alex's pick, or you're just going after Jim? I mean, Jim came after me. We had to come in hot. Look, Chainer, Chains, I agree. It, it is, uh, it's, it's there. I can't. I went down the same path. But, look, I instead of – doing what these guys did and just, you know, taking whatever cards they could name out of the set. I thought, what would be the highest level of difficulty here? If I look at all the legendary creatures, what is the the most difficult one to come up with something for? And you know what? Pramicon is not even a singer. Ten it's a seconds. wall. It's a wall that is just so much more creative than either of these things. Corbin wants to bring all the audience and put them right on timeout. Everyone go stare at the wall <clears throat> at the rock show. <laughs> all right, Alex. You're, you're um, so let's let's address Jim first. Um, I'm making sure I'm not muted. Uh, going towards the metal 
side of music uh, as a Magic the Gathering themed band is probably the easiest choice. I mean, really, the entire color of black mana was founded upon metalheads and that aesthetic. So really, that's a direction you went in was pretty, I think, lazier even than necessarily. And I'm, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I, I actually think that Corbin here... Uh, this way, <laughs> uh, was a little bit more really a, a perfect choice. And I'm going to go even with the fact that of all of the different options, this is literally an eighties. There, that there it is. literally an eighties concert. It's a light show. It's what you're looking at. It's a perfect choice. The wall, I wouldn't even gone there. I'm 10 seconds. All on Corbin. Great job. I appreciate that, Alex. Wow. Okay, so we got a little partner, you know, not just uh, Commander, mm -hmm. but partner Supreme Verdict action going on right now. So uh, yeah. let's, uh, was that all the rebuttals? I think. Yes. So now we're going to closing mm -hmm. statements, starting mm -hmm. with uh, Jim. Yeah, I mean, uh, John, I, I think you summed it up perfectly. Anybody that's ever played a game of Commander knows that when one person pulls out way ahead, the other people at the table will gang up to take them down. And I think the fact that both of them went after my arguments and not each other is the best indication that I had the best argument. <laughs> Number one, Corbin is sitting here saying, I picked the most difficult one. He also picked the worst one. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Alex, I don't know. Chainer, Allison Change, it's too obvious. You said it. I believe you when you said it. So I'm not going to argue with you. All right. Uh, he's not arguing. So with I want to clarify that the, to see that I'm correct. So the Jim's 60 seconds the that emperor, the, the 60 seconds that we have to uh, defend our choices as to why it's the best he spent attacking. So I'm calling foul on the rules here. Oh, but also, okay. I don't know what kind of math they do where you're from, man, or like how many of those beers you've had. <laughs> but it is tied one to one to zero, man. That's not a lead. It's oh. just that's not how that's not how the math works. It's not how it works in the eighties either. Nice. <laughs> All right. Magic the Gathering usually bring people together tonight, tearing friendships apart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we're building walls <laughs> right. here. Uh, Corbin, was, uh, that was your closing statement. Look, or, or was that just an Alex, interjection? Alex made my closing statement for me, and I appreciated him recognizing the truth Aww. of the answer. I mean. Look at Pramacon and then look at something like uh, Thor Ragnarok, right? Which is a movie that was basically designed to appeal to the 80s and reference it and do a bunch of callbacks. And the color scheme's the exact same. Like Alex said, it looks exactly like a concert. And, I mean, look, I, uh, I'm i a dad now, so I'm working on my puns. So that's that's where I'm at on that. It felt, uh, it felt right in the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, one of these people is not going to be invited to the craps table in Vegas in a week, and I think it might be Mr. Jim LePage. Uh, Alex, closing your closing statement here. You know, I mean, the main point is that Jim doesn't even want to argue with me. I, in the last round, I beat him so thoroughly that he just is kind of scared. Uh, this oh. round, I decided that, you know, Corbin did have a really good choice here. Um, you know, it, it is some of the uh, negatives of going third. You get to see what your uh, opponents argue, but then you have the opportunity of having your idea um, snatch out from under you. And so seeing that, and, and the pun was a, in a level above what I was going to say. So I, that is why I gave Corbin credit. Nope. Not figuring out how to point where I need to point. <laughs> um, they can both be Corbin. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think 
other than the fact that Tongrath has metal hair, I, I don't think there's really a connection between the band he chose and the and the character he went with uh, on Gen Ends. And you know, Allison Chains, Chains. I think I did my best, and I, I'm I'm gonna stand by where I went. All right, I, and again, chat. I am not voting on this one, but if I were just to think about which character I would want on the side of my you know 80s van. I would probably want a giant minotaur, but that's all I'll say. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's go to the chat now. Let's give the chat about thirty seconds to get the votes in, and uh, and then we, we will announce a winner. But yeah, PK, this has been a, a knockdown dragout war eighty style so far. How do you think? Uh, what do you think about the bad blood being thrown back and forth already? Um, it's it's getting. I mean, it started out you know, cordial enough, but it's getting real dirty up in here. And I mean, I like it. That makes it exciting. It's not, so it's not quite, you know, daddy smack mommy at the dinner table, uncomfortable, right. but it's right. getting there. It's, it is getting there. <laughs> We're going that route and there's still another round. So we might make it. All right. All right. Yeah. So we, we're starting to get some votes in. We'll wait another, I don't know, about 10 seconds or so. Uh, for the results, but yeah, let, let's talk while we're waiting. Let's talk a little bit about you. You three are going to uh, GP Vegas, correct? I am. Yeah. yeah. Yep, absolutely. We have a we're doing a big uh, trivia contest on Friday, so live streaming from there. So if you guys are there, five to seven Friday night, uh, GP Vegas. Me and Ben are hosting a trivia show akin to the movie Schmodown style. Ah. So we'll have contestants. We have some wizards. One team's from wizards. Uh, cosplayers and the podcasters will be kind of the three different teams. We'll be announcing this week who those contestants will be. Um, but yeah, get it hyped. Perfect. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, Jim, do you have anything going on that you'd like to plug while we're waiting? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm leaving on Sunday. Um, my girlfriend and I are going to uh, stay in Laughlin for a couple days uh, just outside Vegas. I'm and, so sorry. Uh, yeah, it's like no. <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> it's cheaper than staying in Vegas. It's very true. Yeah, um, there's water there too. I, I there is water there. there. Yeah. That's exactly why we decided to go there. So, um, yeah, we're going there. Uh, it's my first GP. I've never been to a GP before or a Magic Fest, so I'm like irrationally hyped about this. It's pretty fun. Um, awesome. Welcome. Awesome. I'm bringing like a whole bunch of commander decks. I'm bringing the other five spike feeders. And uh, yeah, we're going to be hanging out in the command zone, jamming commander with everybody that we can possibly jam commander with. That's so awesome. I yeah. might be dead by the end of it, but we'll find out. <laughs> the last one I went Worth to it. was 2017. Is it still being held at the Vegas Convention Center this year? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, hopefully Ben's not wearing a full suit this time because I know he almost died that year. From no, he, yeah, that's crazy. He, he absolutely yeah. is. Oh god, that's what he we, does. Were, we were going to get uh, we were going to get spike feeders <laughs> hockey jerseys. Yeah, but decided that they were going to be way too hot, so we went with t-shirts instead. <laughs> nice. I will absolutely have a fanny pack on it. I'll <laughs> say this for anybody going for the first time: it's not the heat in Vegas that gets you, although it is very hot. Right. It's the dry air. Yeah. Right. You'll wake up after your first 36 hours in the city and you'll be sick and you'll be like, how do I have a cold when it's 114 degrees? And the answer is it's the dry air it just destroys you. So yep. fortunately, Wizards, go ahead. Now Wizards has made the choice to always have Magic Fest Vegas during the summer. Yep. The worst time to go to Vegas. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, it was in June though, right? Like June's not bad in Vegas. Um, August. Yeah. Oh, it's still, yeah. yeah. It's, it's Vegas. It's you have three bad. months of it being okay, like sweater weather, but the rest of the time you're just getting nosebleeds. Uh, yeah. I did. If, you're, 
if you're lucky enough to stay in the really prestigious, really high class Westgate, uh, fortunately, you only have to walk (laughs) about 20 feet outside to get to the convention center. So you can minimize your outdoor exposure as much as possible. Yeah. Like I've I've been to Vegas a bunch. My parents used to have a condo down there. So we would go down there all the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is my first time going to a GP there. So uh, it'll be interesting. And Corbin, what, what do you got going on in before we get uh, to the... Uh, well, I will be working a bunch in Vegas and hanging out, but I will take this opportunity, since you gave it to me, to plug yes, GP Indie, where Brainstorm Brewery is partnering with Channel Fireball, to have a party on site. We will have a bar, we will have uh, Wizards donated some product to us, so we've got some nice goodies. We'll have some draft product as well. It's going to be a lot of uh, really good times there. That is, uh, I believe, September 7th. Yep, September 7th at GPND. If you're there, it's a free party. It'll be inside the venue, and it'll be open to anybody. So come check it out. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, absolutely. If you're if you're up in the Indy area, go do that. Uh, and PK, do we have the tally in? Who is I think we do. Round three. So it looks like, according to my vote, I think there might have been some cheating going on. Oh. Um, but well, I think- play, huh? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Is it Mark Sleeves? Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna get into it. But I think our winner for this round is actually Alex. Oh whoa. Good guy the good guy shtick paying off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh wow. Okay. Um like I said, uh if if it were me and and I had the van, I would put Tangarth on there. But I was not voting that round, so chat pulls it out for Alex. Uh, hmm. Which mean does that mean Corbin's mathematically eliminated from round four? I think he might just be. Uh, I tried saving you, buddy. I tried getting. <laughs> you. I appreciate it, man. We tried to pull you through. Uh, Look, the problem is there's too many people. Like Jason's in the chat. I never had a chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. So two, two to one. So uh, Jim, you're down one. But if you do win this round, then we'll we'll or uh, then it'll be two to two, and we'll figure out some kind of cool tiebreaker or whatever. But uh, Corbin, yeah. you get to to join me in the uh, hosting booth for this round as a spectator. I'm in. All right, sweet. So this is uh, round four is just going to be head to head against Alex Kessler and Jim LePage. This is for all the marbles. If Alex pulls this one off, he is the winner of uh, this episode of Supreme Verdict. And then, like I said, if Jim does pull this one off, we'll we'll see uh, kind of where it goes from there. We'll we'll make something up cool. But yeah, uh, you, Jason. Get ready. Oh, (laughs) dang. All right. PK, if you, oh, so, uh, so Alex, you won this last round. So who are you going to go first or are you going to give it to Jim? Do we get the question first or I have to choose? Oh no. Yeah. You got to choose first. Um, I'm going to go first. All right. Bold move. Bold move. Very bold. PK. Very. Okay. Here we go. Round four. Stranger Things also brought us the classic trope of the end boss, with each season resulting in the protagonist defeating some crazy beast at the end. In a lot of ways, these end bosses felt a lot like mashups of magic cards. Season 1's end boss looked like a lurker with the head of a carnivorous plant, Season 2's boss looked like a cross between Slithering Shade and a Tornado. 
Season's three boss was very much a cross between Tarmogoyf and a scavenging ooze. Which magic card would you mash up for the end boss in season four? And why would yours be the best of the big bad bosses? Holy stuff. All right. You have all the information, Alex. You have 120 seconds on the board. So oh. I, I, I think that when you really want to think about it, the most apt answer is going to be within the Eldrazi family. And, you know, I thought maybe go classic, maybe just pick something that exists, the Gisela Bruna option, go or something a little bit bigger. I think we want to go big here. I would combine all three Eldrazi Titans. I think if you want the final end boss to be the Eldritch horror that you're looking for, getting Emrakul, getting um, Kozilek, and getting Ulamog all smushed together. Emrakul comes out of the moon, able to pull out his, her two brothers from the death spiral that they were in, because you know they're in parts of their body are in the void, reanimating them, processing their remains to become the ultimate giant tentacle monster, um, right out of the, the, the upside down, if you will, uh, and really give our heroes a, a, a hard chance to be able to defeat him um, or her. Uh, I think that's that's where you want to go here. Obviously, there's other villains, but it doesn't really play into the strengths of Stranger Things. That that otherworldness that is the Upside Down is something you want to lean into. And going with the Uber Titan of all three Titans combined after Emrakul escapes from the moon is uh, where I think I would go. Mm, maybe bonus points if you if you shout out a name. Oh, the name of them combined, right? Uh, Emerald. <laughs> I just wanted the attempt. Emerald Mog. That's better than what I could have done. All right. So we, we got one one in. Uh, Corbin, since you are now a, a non-biased spectator, how, how what do you think about this round? Like, did you have something kind of lined up for this question? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. Look, I think the scariest card uh, in Magic is probably whatever card is best against Merfolk. So in modern, it could be a mashup of every other deck. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> Literally every other deck at this point. That's how bad it's gotten. Not that I'm bitter. Right, not at all. <laughs> all right, Jim, you have 120 seconds, sir. You heard what Alex had to say. It's all on the line for you, buddy. Yeah, so I would love to take this opportunity to mash up uh, two magic cards and not three, um, you know, Per the question, um, I would like to uh, actually go in a different direction. I, I think that uh, going with the Eldritch Horror is like pretty decent. It's uh, it definitely fits the theme of Stranger Things, but I definitely want to say that you reach a point of diminishing returns when it comes to size. So I would go with smaller uh, and more concentrated. We've seen it. We know it works. We see it in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I'm going to go with Thrasios and Timna. Um, I want to say that when you combine these two things, they are intensely fearsome. Toss these two in the command zone, you're going to see something that uh, is perfectly suitable for Stranger Things. Meld them together, you've got a card that gives you card advantage. You've got a card that is an infinite mana sink that you always have access to. What is scarier than that in Commander? Absolutely nothing. Now, I wouldn't expect a uh, uh, you know a modern player to to really understand, but you're gonna have to take my word for it, Alex. This is the scariest combo that exists in Magic: The Gathering. 
I think it's only appropriate that we also see it on Stranger Things. Wow. Oof. Always coming in sharp. Jim LePage. Let's go right to the rebuttals. Let's go for it, man. All right. So first off, you know, the the these two characters partnering together is not really an explanation of them combining. Since they already work together, you don't have that combination of different effects being smushed into one card. They would both sit separately in the command zone. You don't have to do any work to really make them one card. Really, the creativity that comes there, you know, you could pick, you basically just picked a mechanic that exists in the game. What creativity did you offer to this conversation? What new item was available to us to really have as an interesting discussion point? Uh, if you're going to look at um, different small things to combine or different commanders to combine, you even picked relatively you know, innocuous. Yes, obviously they're both powerful. They give you access to all four colors. Um, one of them is on the top end of CEDH kind of cards. But when it really comes down to it, they're just two small creatures that die to lightning bolt, die to, to any removal spell kind of, you know, the death, the doom blade argument, right? I don't really need to care about that. If my smorgasbord of tentacles ends up on the field, leg warmers or no, you're going to have a character. <laughs> you're just going to die. Annihilator is going to come at you. You're going to exile 20 cards from your library. You may get to take control of their turn. It's going to have protection from all the colors. You can discard cards to counter things. Really just world the limit of otherworldly dangerousness and is on theme. We're, we're living in a world where Stranger Things is about literally the plot of the Eldrazi storyline. And if you're going to be uh, trying to up the Night Flayer, I'm going to go with Mind Flayer. I'm going to go with uh, Ten I, my amalgamation. <laughs> wow. The caffeinated Alex Kessler push, pushing back just as strong. Corbin, we just heard. Oh, no. Yeah, let's go one more time to uh, Jim for the rebuttal. And then we'll, we'll kind of talk about it a little bit. So, Jim. Yeah. I mean, I have to say that uh, being that this is kind of a retro-themed night, it seems really appropriate that Alex, uh, despite the fact that his arguments might sound like they make sense, that he's calling back to one of his previous arguments. Let's take one thing, make it two. Let's take two things, make it three. Where does it stop, Alex? I got an answer for you. We're melding two creatures, not three. We're not melding Emrakul, Ulamog, and Kozilek. We are melding the two most fearsome creatures. If you got to come at me with three, pick two of them. How about that? We'll see how that works out. Are you ever going to get to cast Emrakul? Are you ever going to get to cast Ulamog? No, because the smaller creatures will get out consistently. Number two, nobody plays Lightning Bolt and Commander, and it's totally irrelevant. Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. Fiery, lightningy. the electricity is in the air, Corbin. We, we've heard That's the rebuttals. That's how it goes, man. I mean... This is this is a tough call so far. What, what's your early feelings on, on how just these two picks overall? I would agree with the assertion that uh, bigger is not always better. Um, that said, there is certainly no scarier being in magic than the Eldrazi. So uh, I don't know that one. That one I can see both both merits there. Yeah, PK. What do you would you be more afraid of a a mere folk? mixed with a, a Tinma, or would you be more afraid of a giant Eldrazi monster? Especially I mean, if that monster had warmers, right? If they had warm <laughs> yeah. tentacles on top of everything? I mean, yeah. I mean, I would personally be more afraid of um, the Eldrazi, but, you know, it's just like, it just it just looks fantastical. Like, that doesn't mean it's always the scariest thing. Sure. All right. Yeah. Whew, this is all right. Let, this is for all the marbles. Let's go to our closing statements. 
by all the marbles, I mean no marbles at all. There is no prizes on the show. Just want to be clear. No, no none. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, back to Alex. Your closing statement. Uh, in regards to this discussion or the overall show, let's do the oh, let's do the overall show. All the rounds. Why should you be the next winner of Supreme Verdict? All right. So. I obviously feel that I, even though I was only two when the 80s ended, unlike my <laughs> aged, aged opponent, mm. right direction. Uh, they're both the same age, so they work. Have represented, represented the 80s most thoroughly, you know, between fanny packs, between Falcor and the never-ending story, between music, between, you know, understanding the horror behind the Stranger Things franchise. I, I, I feel like... My opponent came in here not really even understanding the questions and the world that we're trying to play in and just kind of came in with half answers, uh, tried adding legs to things, you know, got into the net, the, the nitty gritty complaining about, you know, three Eldrazi versus two Eldrazi. You know what Stranger Things villains do? They get bigger by combining more and more into themselves. And that's what we're talking that's about true. here. And I feel like just, you know, my thorough... Ten seconds. ...assisted me throughout this game. And I'm excited to be able to take the trophy. Wow. Already spending the cash before it's deposited into the bank. That is always a bold move. Let's see if it pays Mm. off. Jim, why should you at least be tied (laughs) in the Supreme Verdict (laughs) episode? Well, I got to tell you, if there's one thing that I learned from the 80s, it's that, um, you know, the hands-on favorite never wins. The guy who always thinks he's going to come away with the trophy He's the guy on the ski hill whose dad is going to shut the whole thing down. I had the least amount of vote in the poll. (laughs) What you watched here tonight was Jim in a training montage getting ready to take Alex Kessler down. Wow. You saw me uh, talk about leg warmers. You saw me uh, use my uh, four years of experience in the 80s rather than two to talk about Mm. things that actually were important in just the 80s, not in the 2000s, not in the 2010s. We're talking 80s here. Oof, man. All right. So that is all the information. Chat, you you chime in too. Um, Kessler's the 80s bully, Alex McGregor (laughs) said from the chat. (laughs) Yes. Does, does this poll look like I was the the overdog coming into this story? Oh, he's busting out the stats. <laughs> always has the phone handy for the music and the stats. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's. What, what are your thoughts overall, PK, on, on how this entire match uh, kind of shaped up? Were, were you surprised by where we are? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm just shook. Everybody gave really great answers for everything. And I just, I'm just thinking about how I would have done and it would have been like horrific. So, I mean, props to everyone. Cause I, I couldn't have done it. I, I, I think it's great. Everybody did great. Everybody should win. We're not, we're not used to this level of, you know, intensity from, from all three it's competitors. True. Yeah. It's usually true. just, you know, Jason berating the other two and then them. Yes. Aw. Look, I can, I can handle, I can handle losing. It was hard fought. Everyone, uh, blah, blah, blah. Nice things. Nice things. Now nah, this result was, was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, uh, yeah, all, all this is in, um, I, Jim came with such an intensity in this episode that we have not yes. felt. Yes. And I Ever. feel like he is just so, he's just like made for this show, right? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. But going up against math stats, I, I feel like in the spirit of the game, Alex was the purest of keeping with the themes. So uh, with those two things in mind, I would have to say, uh, and again, like PK said, so it was so on the, you know, so perfectly uh, that all three competitors really brought it. And I don't feel like there was a, a loser here. I feel like uh, I, I'd be very happy to see any of you three on here uh, once again. But just for tonight, I think the, the winner is Alex Kessler. So congratulations, sir. You are... The Supreme Verdict uh, champion yep. for this yep. episode. 80 and, slow uh, clap. And, and as Jason would say, you know, oh, I'm the winner, but why Why do I lose? I have to lose and come back on this show. So I do apologize. This books <laughs> your your ticket against Jason Alt in a future episode. Uh, but first, we'll have to farm another winner to have kind of a, a winner's uh, show off. So. Yes, Jason, open mouth kiss my son. Yes. Uh, never lets it what go. The, you say what that the, once about why? a guy's son. You never let What are the tiebreaker procedures? Are there any? No. Sh- no. Oh, I was ready. Nothing. I was ready with Don't the, ask uh, how the, the sausage is made. question. No, yeah. We, we, yeah, we have stuff in, in place, but I, I feel like uh, this this was a good thing. But, uh, I mean, I would love to see Jim or and you, Corbin, come back on and, and defend against other people. Like Cody Smith in the chat is is very upset that he didn't get to go uh, toe-to-toe with you, Corbin. So. Hashtag FishCast MTG. That's it. There we go. Alt-X versus Kessler Ooh. versus who knows. Uh, someone has to earn that third spot. But, uh, yeah, let's go around the horn. You guys all stated that you have uh, GP Vegas coming up, so that's very exciting. But let's uh, kind of say where everyone can find you and, and what you really do when you're not on this, uh, you know, horrible game show. So let's start with Corbin. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, spending your, your hard-earned time. Where can everyone find you? What, what do you usually do? Yeah, well, thank you guys, uh, as always, for having me on. I, I appreciate it. Uh, you can find me uh, on the internet at Seahostler88, uh, C-H-O-S-L-E-R-88, on Twitch, on Twitter, friend me on Facebook. I am the uh, content manager for Channel Fireball. Uh, that takes up a lot of my time. I'm also a correspondent for the Magic Pro League, which you can find on uh, Wizards Twitch. Uh, and I do a lot of the event coverage around the world. I work with Overwatch League as well. So, I don't know. I do all. I do the esports thing. Perfect. Awesome. Jim LePage, man, coming out swinging. Uh, the favorite going in as far as Twitter was concerned uh, just came up a little bit short. Uh, what, what do you th- what do you think? What, what do you think it went wrong for you, sir? Well, you know, I uh, have to say that I wish I had brought up the fact that Alex was shitting on uh, Falcor again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't have said it enough. I felt like that was my strongest argument of the night and I dropped the ball right on the on the. Uh, the the goal line. You can't do anything against a man with with the song ready. Like it's just. <laughs> I know. That was, yeah. that was good. That was good. It was clean. But yeah, what, what are you up to, sir? What do you do on your normally in the in the Magic Multiverse? And what do you yeah. got coming up? So we, uh, despite fears, we do uh, EDH gameplay. A lot of people uh, say CEDH gameplay. I don't really like calling it CEDH. We just uh, play what we think is sweet. Sometimes that's really like busted singleton vintage decks, and sometimes it's just sweet like casual decks. We're just, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're just fucking around in my basement. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Aren't we realistically, <laughs> that's yeah, right. That's that's like what EDH is all about. So, um, yeah, check us out on YouTube, uh, the Spike Feeders. You can check us out on uh, literally every social media. If you are interacting with somebody on social media uh, through one of our accounts, it's usually me, except for Instagram because I don't know how to use Instagram. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's like pretty much it. We also do uh, combo tutorial videos. That's our other thing that we're doing right now. Um, they're pretty sweet. They're Congratulations like on reaching 10,000 subscribers recently too for the spike feeders. That's huge. That's, that's awesome. great. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. That's uh, it's it's been a, a hell of a ride. We're coming up to our one year anniversary soon, so we're going to do something sweet for that too. Excellent. Enjoy uh, GP Vegas for the first time. Uh, the winner of the night, Alex Kessler. Uh, before you tell everyone where everyone can find you, what you're up to, what what's your message? Your one-on-one -on -one message, because he's looking. He's 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 in the chat to Jason. Oh oh oh, oh to 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 Mr. Alt. Yeah. Um, you know, we've 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 been in each other's podcasts. We've gone dinner together in Vegas. I understand the Alt method. Uh, pretty, I feel like pretty thoroughly at this point. Not as well as Corbin, obviously, but um, I'm I'm just I'm just ready for you, buddy. I think I'm excited. I'm here for the competition, and uh, I'm excited to you know. As the underdog, uh, take on your ski mountain villainy. Villainy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nice. And Jason. We're... Jason has a kid. He's like the evil coach of the other team. That's his yep. gig now. Right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 um what what's the dad in uh, Little Giants? That's um, who I was like, exactly who I was thinking. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good thing he's the uh, the coach yeah. of Team Iceland in the Mighty Ducks, as there we would go. say here in Canada. <laughs> Nice. I don't. I felt bad for that guy. I don't think that guy had it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And like that, Alex Kessler out. Wow! I'm here. Okay. Right, can you, uh, my camera is paused for some reason, but I'm here. You can hear me. Um, Where can everyone find you, sir? There, I'm back. Um, so uh, you can find me on the Masters of Modern podcast. Um, we do an episode every week. We have a YouTube channel. We also have on iTunes or Collected uh, Collected.company is the website you can find us at. Um, I'm personally at Kess Wiley on Twitter. Uh, I am there probably too much, so come hang out there. Uh, and then I have a toy company. So we have stuff at Target and Walmart right now. You can get something. We have these characters called Lovums. Um, they're like, these are dragon versions. They're like squishy dotted characters that are awesome. And I'll be giving uh, some of these limited edition show ones. Uh, we have red ones, and then we have uh, is it themed ones to give away at GP Vegas during the trivia show we're doing on Friday. Um, or you can just get this pineapple. <laughs> Good <old> pineapple. <laughs> um, otherwise, yeah, follow me on Twitter at the uh, at Kess Wiley and uh, listen to the podcast. Match is modern. Which, which one of your uh, toys was just featured on a Jenna Marbles video, right? That was crazy. Yeah, she had she had a drop-top ball. Uh, so the, the dots on these characters, I don't know if you can see these, because Skype is not the best. Uh, we have a ball that I imagine is somewhere in this room somewhere, but not easily accessible, um, that we like, or it's like award-winning. We have like toy awards on it, and it's spiky and fun and easy to catch, and you can get them at Target or uh, CBS or a bunch of other places, and Jenna Marbles had it on there. Um, and then, yeah, there's a video of one of, uh, I'm the largest manufacturer of hula hoops in the world. Uh, and you can uh, get one of the ice hoops um, at uh, Target. And there's like a video with 4.6 million views of this little girl hooping that came out yesterday. That was also crazy. <laughs> awesome. Very exciting. And everyone, round of applause for PK, our distributor of uh, questions, always holding it down. Thank you so much for, for helping me helm this uh, tonight, just you and I, without our, our producer and our Zuby and our coach. So Yeah, uh, I miss those guys. Yeah, <laughs> These questions were way better than last week. Though, <laughs> last time. I think Jason would agree with that statement for sure. They were like really long, though. I felt like I was reading a book every time. <laughs> the flavorful. Magic's all about the flavor, the lore. A lot of flavor. 
<laughs> Lots of flavor. Uh, yeah. PK, what are you up to and where can everyone find you? I'm just up to the same old thing I'm always up to, making stupid videos on YouTube. <laughs> and everyone can find me on my YouTube channel. It is called Pixie Kitten Plays. I'm also on Twitter at PKP underscore magic. Awesome. That's it. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you all in the chat for joining us. Thank you to my competitors and my co-host, PK. You can find me on the Twitters at Orzovdun. You could also find me on this very channel. They said, we said, doing 50% magic videos, 50% movie videos. Stay tuned. Uh, we have the next episode of Director's Cut with the aforementioned Jason Altenai talking about Sam Mendes. So all the American beauties and all the... I actually had to watch James Bond movies for the first time in my life. Uh, did I like him? I don't know. Watch the show, please, because we put a lot of crap into that. Uh, but yes, uh, till next time, I don't have a sign-off. Uh, everything dies because it's a board wipe. Uh, Bye. 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 <laughs>